Welcome to Mayor Gonzo's Trop Rock Celebrity Showcase, bringing you the hottest celebrity interviews in Trop Rock. And now, here's the honorary mayor of Key West and the fabulous Florida Keys, Mayor Gonzo Mays. Hi there, friends, family, and that one foe. I'm Sammy Mays. Welcome to the Mayor Gonzo Trop Rock Celebrity Showcase. On the Barbie today is Daryl Clanton, prolific songwriter. <laughs> Hi, there. Hi there. Prolific songwriter, award-winning documentarian, Trop Rock documentarian, award-winning songwriter. But before we get into this, that, and the other, Daryl, I'd really like to reminisce just a moment with you about the night we met. Okay. Do you, do, you right. remember um, the, do you remember the night we met? I, I, I do remember, yes. Okay. Two o'clock in the morning, would you say that's accurate? <laughs> well, what had happened, we were at the KOA in the Keys for Meeting of the Minds, and we'd gone to something, I don't know, a function or a show or something. And we and if you remember, we all came back and sat around the fire, remember, till like two in the morning. And then <laughs> we had a couple of cabins there. And when you got ready to drive back to Key West, we went over and tried to get into the cabins, and everybody had gone to bed and gone to sleep and locked me out of the cabins. So at 2 o'clock, the night I met you was, it was 2 o'clock in the morning, I got locked out of the cabins at the KOA. Yeah, yeah, and uh, resting on the <laughs> resting on the old wooden splintered picnic tables out there, and we chatted about Nashville right. and trop rock music, and just got to know each other, and it was it was a lot of fun under the stars. Oh, man, it was a beautiful you night. You told me all the stories about you told me all your stories about um you know uh, the songwriter days and being around the Muscle Shoals guys, and I was just so intrigued with all those stories because i'm such a huge fan of that whole time in music and that sound and it was just great it was one of my favorite nights at meeting of the minds i had a great time that night you know there are a lot of require there there's only not a lot but one how do i get a lot from one but there's only one requirement to have a song to be on the Mergonzo trop rock celebrity showcase and that is to have had one song in the weekly trop 40 countdown on radio a1a what, you've had a, had a song on the countdown? On the countdown, the a number one song on the Trop Forty countdown. Oh, an, okay. I you have to have, have had, had one had number, number one song. One you've had one. you for Pete's sake has have sixteen songs, number one songs. <laughs> I mean, come on, who does I, that, Daryl? I, I can't. I can't believe that. And it's I've been. It's just been so incredible. My friends and the people that buy my music and listen to the. A1A and vote and stuff are amazing. My friends and fans are absolutely amazing. And to have 16 number ones in just a little under a year, I never dreamed that that would happen. You know, I'm still sitting here with my jaw slack. I can't believe that. I mean, I really can't believe. I don't know of anyone else that's had so many or even close to it. Well, and there's a lot of people that have had, um, you know, they'll have a song that'll go number one several times, but it'll be the same song. But I've been what I've been trying to do is release a single about every ten to fifteen weeks, about every ninety days or so. Throw, let it put out a song, let it run its course. They don't all go number one. I had a song called Mallory Square that only made it up to number three. 
So, you know, they don't all go number one, but you let them run their course and do what they're going to do. And then as they start to come back down out of the charts, do you remember back in broadcast radio in the 70s, you would release three or four singles, you know, a year. Well, what I decided to do on Top Rock was the same way, only I just release them one right after another. In other words, I don't, uh, I try not to let there be any lull in the momentum. Wow. <laughs> that's just, how it happened. Yeah, you know, that's how it happened. Picture yourself right now, grabbed by the collar, and I'm pulling you up to me, nose to nose. Tell me how you do that. <laughs> well, I just I just write the songs first, you know, and record them, and try to make as good a record as I can, and then release them as a single one at a time. Well, I you know that I'm talking about the audience. I'm talking about how do you get how do you get the ideas get from the very beginning? Where the all these ideas come from? Because you're so clever with all your songs, or just especially this Mexicoma that's out right now. That's killing me. <laughs> Well, thanks. Thanks, yeah. Gonzo. I appreciate you saying that. Well, the most important thing to me in all of this is the songwriting. Even though I make videos and I've recently done that documentary movie and, and I've been able to do some really wonderful things outside of the songwriting room in show business, still the heart of it for me, the, the reason I do it every day is because of the songwriting. I'm a songwriter. So I write all the time. It never goes away. I mean, I don't write a song every day, but... I'm constantly thinking about it. Like, remember last year, I started to tell you, um, weather the weather. You said that in conversation. You said it's all about how we weather the weather. So I immediately stopped what I was doing. I didn't release another single. I put that song down and released it because it was, what do you call it, timely. You know what I mean? Right, time sensitive. Right. So, And used to, in the old days, back in the 80s, when I was a little younger, You'd have other people doing that stuff for you. The record company would take care of the records, and the publicity company would take care of the ads and the publicity, and the booking company would take care of your schedule. You'd have people that you had hired and you were paying. Well, now we live in a kind of do-it-all-yourself world. So mm-hmm. we, all these trap artists, all this stuff there that's happening with them, these trap rock artists, they're doing all of that themselves. So it's it's you know it gets you get pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. Well, listen, you didn't name the top number one the 16 number one songs in the top 40 countdown and i'd like to see if you can do that i can i can name them I oh think. I, I, think bet. I can. it's okay. like it's like a buddy of mine asked me the other day he said how many have you had i said 16 but who's counting <laughs> <laughs> go ahead daryl we're standing by for the 16 okay. titles i'm gonna i'm gonna do them in the order that they came in oh my Bar, God. Hmm? firefly hill three weeks in a row and then Lost Island Tiki Bar, nothing to do and all day to do it. Then a duet with Joe B that I'm really proud of called West Coastin'. And then a song called Boats in the Bay. And then the next number one was Gulf of Mexico. Then Christmas in Aruba, which, by the way, went number one in its very first week. It was a write-in and it went straight to number one. Wow. And I was real proud of that because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a Christmas song. And then uh, Osceola's Crying which is a duet with Sherman Noir, my friend from Germany, and you guys know who Sherman is. Mm-hmm. And then I did a duet with Deglo Red called Get Your Trump Rock On. That went number one in June of 2017. Then Damn It No Boat, and it was number one for three straight weeks, once oh. in July and twice in August. I recall. And then Congratulations. The most recent, thank you. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And then the most recent one, number 16, was January of this year, The Ocean Song. Very, very cool. You you don't have dementia, that's for sure. Not even a little bit. Not even. <laughs>
Well, well when you told me you were going to ask me, I started trying to memorize it like as if I was cramming for an exam. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know that would be the one question that I would ask you? <laughs> okay, now let me ask you this. Damn It No Boat is the song that's up for Song of the Year with the Trop Rock Music Association. That's correct. Gamut No Boat. That's right. Um, that's actually, that's one of those songs. They're not all true stories, as you well know, but that's one that actually is a true story. There was a lady come up to me one night, one night and she said, do you like to fish? And I said, yeah, boy, I love it. And she said, you have a boat? And I said, no. <laughs> and she said, forget it then. <laughs> and she walked away. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> So <laughs> uh, the next day I was telling this friend of mine, Patty Tiernan, and and Patty goes, damn it, no boat. <laughs> right. And that's where it came from. Oh, yeah, I'll be it really, it really happened. So all you need is just a storyline, a little storyline, and you're off and running. Yeah, absolutely. The hook, that's what does it for me. Like when you said weather the weather. I heard a woman say something at breakfast a couple of days ago, and I swear I'm going to write it. She said, loneliness remembers what happiness forgets. Mm, that's pretty. That's and I nice. thought, wow, that's so true. Loneliness does remember when you're alone. You remember what you had when you were happy. That's right. So I, I thought to myself, uh, and that's how I get them oh, 90% of the time. That's why Lyle Wilson will always say, don't say nothing around Daryl. He'll write it in a song. Because <laughs> it just happens that way, you know. <laughs> that's amazing. And it has to hit you. You know, it has to, has to grab you. you know? Right. You have amazing skills. Well, you know, Daryl, you have a picture of a beach on your Facebook, your Daryl Clanton Facebook page. And you, your profile is on a beach. You're looking like Tom Hanks there, you know, from Lost or Stranded <laughs> Lost, or, whatever, right. or whatever that movie <laughs> right. or whatever that movie was uh, with the beach. Oh, Wilson. The, oh, Castaway. Yeah, um, Castaway. And anyway, Castaway. so you're, you're kind of looking like forlong like that out there on the ocean. But where is that b- picture of the beach taken? Is that St. John? I want to take a guess first. St. John's, Virgin Islands. That's, exa- that's exactly right. You're, you're, you're spot on at St. Oh. John's. Oh, you, you know my wife, Debbie. You've yeah, Deb, love Deb. Deb's a, Deb's a, she's a photographer, man. She takes pictures. Of, and we go on a cruise every year. So on one of the cruises, uh, there again, my friend Patty Tiernan, she said, whatever you do, when you go to St. Thomas, take the ferry over and see St. John. And so, and Patty never steers me wrong, so I did it. And it was one of the best trips. Of, uh, we had so much fun in St. John. It's an amazing place. So that's where that photo's from. Because, you know, I'm a Florida boy. I grew up on the beach. I, I live for the beach. I really do. Even when I lived in Nashville. And don't get me wrong, Nashville's a wonderful city. Right. But I always long to be back. I always long to be back at the beach. You know, just that's the way I am. Yeah, Nashville's nice, too. I was just recently uh, in Franklin, Tennessee with Harry T. and Radio A1A and the Music City Fin. Is it Music City Fins? Parrothead Club. Sherry and Scott Gund. John, yes, Scott, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good people. Great place, that Franklin, Mm -hmm. Tennessee. is just so awesome. Yeah, we had a really good time. Yeah, so I could see living there and also... Living in the Keys, having both places at the same time. Sure, sure. Well, t- <laughs> hey, you are a Trop Rock documentarian. Tell me about your adventure, how it started, and what's become of it. Paradise and okay, a Song. Well, um, it, it really kind of started with Harry, um, Harry Teeford, and all you guys know Harry Teeford from A1A out there. And Harry and I were talking at Dave Burke's house when the hurricane came through, when you and Harry were up there 
you know, when we had Hurricane Irma. And I went down to see you guys, and uh, Dave Burks lives about an hour south of where I live, uh, here in the Tampa area. So Harry was talking about, he said, Darrell, what I'd like to try to do, and his original idea was to film Follow the Flock. And we all know Follow the Flock is the, when you follow the people, you know, pit stop one, pit stop two, you follow them city by city, mm-hmm. all the way down to Key West for Meeting of the Minds. Yes. And he wanted to film that. And that's what we started out to do originally. But when I started interviewing all the different chop rockers, I went back to Harry and I told him, I said, what's happening is this is becoming a film about trop rock music. I said, so why don't we turn here in this, you know, turn, turn down the other road here and make a doc about an hour long documentary about trop rock music itself. And I showed Harry a rough cut we were out at music on the bay and he, he took a look at a rough cut and he got back with me and said, yes, I think you're on the right track. Let's make a, a movie about trot rock music itself. So we changed it to paradise in a song and we started cutting it with that in mind, just basically to explain the show to the big wide world, what trot rock's all about. And I got all of the different artists that I interviewed. I think there's about 11 of them and I interviewed them and I asked each one of them to tell me, what they like about best about it, what they find their biggest obstacle to be, what they um, where they find their inspiration, things like that. And so basically, it's a documentary talking about Chopra. But the response has been incredible. Thanks to you, by the way, and Harry, and you guys. Oh, you're so kind. Oh, blah blah blah. Well, and oh, and hey, and I want to I want to tell your listeners, you did an excellent job on the voiceover too. Oh. Uh, you and Harry both did voiceovers for me for this movie. And they're wonderful. Well, and we just, so it's mm-hmm. very well receptive. My email box is flooded with stuff from Parrot Heads and from Trop Rockers and everybody in the business thanking me for doing it, for just stepping up and saying, look, this is what Trop Rock is. And, you know, there was kind of a, not a controversy, but there was a big discussion this year with everybody involved in Trop Rock, exactly what Trop Rock is. And even though you can't put your finger on any one genre of music exactly, we certainly tried to show them what it is to us. Tell me what it is to you, Daryl Clan. You interviewed everyone else. What does it mean to you, Trop Rock? It uh, has been with me since the early 70s, Gonzo. I became a Jimmy Buffett fan in 72. I've been a card-carrying Faraday since I was 18. So it's been with me a long time. I think in the last three or four years, since I discovered A1A and I've become a part of this community, what it means to me is they're defining what this genre is, even though it's been around a long, long time. So to me, it's like everyone else says, it's a big sense of community. It makes me feel very much a part of something that's growing and um, it has an organic feeling to it. Um, there's no sad songs in top rock. So it's just uh, it's a, a positive thing all the time. It's a feel good thing. So I guess that's what it is to me. If I had to, you know, put it in 50 words. Good answer. Good answer. That's what I was expecting. <laughs> it was what I was, just what I was expecting you to say. Yeah, all upbeat, all positive <laughs> songs. Yeah, I really like that. Um, well, do we? I think I want to play. Uh, Damn it, no boat for everyone because they may want to just go and vote for Damn it, no boat right now at the uh, org site. If they're members, they can just go right on in and vote. And if they're not members, they can vote, become members for 15 bucks and vote for Damn it, no song, no boat. 
No boat. No boat. That would suck, well, wouldn't it? Thank you. And that, if, that would be incredible. Just being nominated is more than I'd ever dreamed of. So if there, anyone that wants to vote for it, I love you for it. Oh, that's nice. Here we go, Daryl. We're going to play it right now. said, do you like to fish? I said, baby, yes, I do. Well, this must be your lucky day. She said, I like fishing, too. Then what she told me next, really got my goat. She said, we ain't going nowhere, boy, if you don't have a boat. Damn it, no boat. What can I say? If I had a boat. I can sail it away But I'm here on the shore No real hope Opportunity knocks Damn it, no boat Well, then I met these little girls From down in Panama Beach Couldn't decide which one Of them I thought was most sweet Then they looked at me and said We got some rum And if you We'll take a sailing boat. We'll show her some fun. Damn it, no boat. What can I say? If I had a boat, I could sail it away. But I'm here on the shore. No real hope. Opportunity knocks. Damn it, no mo- boat. Daryl Clinton. <laughs> what? Wow, I can't say that, Daryl Clanton, without doing that. <laughs> it's a real thing. Daryl Clanton. Damn it, no boat by Daryl Clanton. Now I said it. I've said it. Now, if everybody will just go to troprock.org and place your vote for Daryl Clanton, damn it, no boat, that would be very nice of you. 
Very nice. Because it is a <laughs> that good would song. Be very nice. Very, very nice. Now, what is it going to mean to you, Daryl, if you win, your song wins Song of the Year? What does that mean oh, to you? Oh, my you... God. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll mean that I get to go to the awards show at the Casa, you know, for Meeting of the Minds, if I make the final five, I think it is. And if it were to actually win, I'm telling you, Gonzo, my friends in Nashville will hear me. I'll be in Key West, and they'll hear me. They'll know that I won if I win it. That's how happy I'll be. <laughs> wow. That's pretty cool. Well, you know, so is it going to ratchet up your career any? I doubt it, because you can't get any hotter than you already are. Oh, well, thanks for saying that. Sure, it's a, it would definitely be a, a next plateau or, a, a, you know, a, a step up, because any time that you win something like that, that's the way people react. Uh, I was nominated for an email vocalist by the Academy of Country Music in 1984. Mm -hmm. And even though I didn't win, I, even though I didn't win that year, I couldn't get over how much that meant to people that I had been nominated. So, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. It always is a big deal. People will say um, it's always great to, you know, it's great, just great to be nominated. And that's true. But certainly you want to win. You know, it's, that's why we do this, because we, we want to succeed, you know. Well, tell me about the other artists that's recorded your music. Well, I've been very fortunate. In 1979, I moved to Nashville, and I met Pete Drake. And that very year, I had a song recorded by B.J. Thomas. I don't know if you remember B.J. Thomas. Absolutely. B.J. had this. Yeah, he he had the song Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. Oh, yes. Well, um, B.J. was going in the studio to do an album. I got fortunate enough that I met him, and he recorded a song. And you know the group Burton Sassy? You oh, sure. Sassy. Oh, gosh, yes. Well, Burton. Bert and I are old friends. Bert and I have known each other for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. So I co I co wrote the B J Thomas cut with Robert with Bert with Robert Keith. I'll be darned. He and I wrote it. Um, we did, and B J came. I mean, Pete Drake came in and said, "We're looking songs, looking for songs for B J." And that very morning, Bert came in and said, "Man, I have something in mind," and played me a little piece of what he had started, and we wrote it that day. And about three weeks later, BJ cut it, and it changed our lives. It literally changed everything. I mean, all of a sudden, we were songwriters. We had gotten a cut on somebody who was actually selling records and making money. So we immediately went headlong into songwriting. And I've had cuts by Charlie Leuven, who's in the Country Music Hall of Fame, you know, from the great Leuven brothers. I've had uh, cuts by the Wilburn brothers, who are also you know, country music hall of fame members mm -hmm. and Jean Shepard. Jean Shepard is a member of the Grand Ole Opry and she's also a member of the country music hall of fame. So all of those people have recorded songs that I wrote. And then one of my uh, most proud moments, Hank Williams uh, has a daughter named Jet Williams. Sure. And Jet Williams. Yeah. And she recorded a song that I wrote with Troy Powers. Troy Powers and I co-wrote a song called mm. You're Just Another Cheating Heart. I'll be and darned. Jet cut it. And that, well, the coolest thing about that, even though it's always great when somebody records, when somebody likes a song that you wrote well enough to sing it and make a record of it, that's an honor as far as I'm concerned. And when Jet recorded it, she did it on the Grand Ole Opry. She, that, you know, right after she recorded it, then she went and, and performed it on the Grand Ole Opry. So, I didn't get to go that night, but Troy was there. Troy got to watch and hear her perform our song on the Opry. And that's a real moment, too, when somebody sings one of your songs on the Opry, especially at that time we were really in the country. So it was just really, really cool. So having those songs recorded by other people not only helped to make money to keep me alive, it, it 
keeps your spirit going. It keeps you feeling like a songwriter. I mean, it makes you want to uh, get out of bed and do it again. You know what I mean? I do. I think I do. You know, you're one of the most liked people. I've only got a few minutes here, and I want to say this really quickly. I want to thank, first of all, the affiliates for airing my show. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, anyway, but you're one of the most likable people in Trop Rock. You've got some sort of signature. Everybody likes you. It's just, it's a wonderful thing. And it's a pleasure to be your friend. My wife wife would say, you don't have to live with me. (laughs) Oh, you know what? I bet she would. And that's Debbie. And Debbie is awesome. So I believe Debbie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to play the TR. I keep keep telling her I I want to be funny like Lyle Wilson, but she goes, dear, you're not funny. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Lyle's hysterical. No, you are. You're kind of funny. All right. We're going to play a commercial for you really quick. Hey, Trop Rock fans. Did you know there's a nonprofit membership-based organization whose sole purpose is to promote the genre of Trop Rock music, support the artists, and increase overall awareness? It's called the Trop Rock Music Association. And for the last 12 years, we've been working hard to build and promote the Trop Rock genre. To achieve our mission, the TRMA works closely with artists, radio stations, venues, festivals, and others to help organize and build the infrastructure necessary for Trop Rock to grow. If you want to help, we ask that you visit troprock.org to learn more about our organization and become a member. Memberships are only $15, and there are sponsorship opportunities as well. So visit troprock.org and help the TRMA take things to the next level. And as a bonus, you get to vote and help decide the winners of the 2018 TRMA Music Awards. Thanks for supporting Trop Rock Music. TRMA, where music meets the beach. I'd like to thank my friend, Daryl Clanton, for being on the show with me today. It was a great time. Learned a lot of things about you, Daryl Clanton. Some good, some well, thanks, nice. thanks, Gonzo, for having me. Oh, they're all good. All the things are good. Anyway, so your song, Damn It, No Boat, up for TRMA Song of the Year. Get out there and vote, people. That's troprock.org. And a big thank you to the prolific songwriter, singer-songwriter Daryl Clanton, award-winning songwriter. Just everything positive about this man. It's just He just puts out good vibes. but. Thank you, Daryl. And you know what? I'll Thank catch you guys. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for you guys, I, I wouldn't be here. Believe me. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And I'll catch you on the flip-flop. You've been listening to Mayor Gonzo's Trop Rock Celebrity Showcase.